0: Hi, welcome to episode 17 of the Blended Family Podcast. Before we get into today's topic, I want to let you know that I have ordered some car decals with the Blended logo. And so if anyone is interested in having one to place on your car, I will send it to you for free. It definitely helps me out so more people can find the show, but also displays your love for your own Blended Family. I have them in teal or pink. If you want a free card decal, just message me on Facebook or write to my email at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, and I will get that out in the mail to you right away. If you want to see what it looks like first, I will go ahead and put it on the Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.com slash one blended family. I always have all the links I mention in the show notes, so don't worry if you can't write it down right now. You can just check that out later. Okay, so let's get right into our topic today, dealing with difficult and or manipulative children in the blended family home. Raising children is the hardest job in the world, I think, but when you have a difficult child, it could turn your whole world upside down. Add to that a blended family situation, and it's a recipe for disaster. So let me start by telling you this. I have a difficult child. I'm not going to tell you which child, though, but I'm telling you this so you understand I get it. I told you I'm not a therapist, and I didn't go to school for any of this. Everything I learned over the years is from experience, and almost all of the topics I bring up are because I've lived through them. Nothing against therapists, because I think they can be a huge resource, but sometimes you want to talk to someone who you feel truly understands you and what you're going through, and trust me, I completely understand about this topic today. So how do you know if you have a difficult child? Hmm. I think if you have to ask yourself, then you probably don't have one. Most of us who have a child like this just know. There are so many variations of what a difficult child could be, but generally this child is just not easy to raise. This could be something you've dealt with for their entire life or something that comes in waves or phases. Now, I don't mean the usual terrible twos or teenage angst and moodiness. This child may take everything to the extreme. And also, you may find that their reactions to situations are quite different from your other children. Consequences that work for other children may not work for them. And you may feel that nothing is working. Maybe you have exhausted every option of trying to help them but you can't get them to change. Does any of this sound familiar? Some of the issues you may be dealing with, depending on age, of course, are temper tantrums, night terrors, defiance, moodiness, anger, destructive behavior, disrespect, abuse to siblings, trouble at school, and as they get older, drug use, sneaking out, and other self-destructive behaviors. And yes, the older they get, the bigger the problems can get. Of course, we could talk for hours about this topic, so I want to kind of narrow it down a little. This is the Blended Family Podcast, so I want to focus on how this difficult child affects a blended family and what you can do to help your child and help yourself and the rest of the family because everyone is affected here. In my opinion, it is much harder having a difficult child in a blended family home rather than a traditional home with both biological parents. Why? Well, that's easy. I have told you that children are great manipulators, and in a divorce, it is much easier to manipulate your parents. All children learn to do this, and in most cases, divorced parents are not always on the same page. Children pick up on this immediately, but most children use it for small things, maybe to get something they want or get away with something, but the difficult child is going to use this advantage in a different way. They will use their manipulation skills to cause parents to fight or to cause havoc in the home. Most of these children are very bright, hence the manipulation skills. Not all difficult children are manipulative. But all manipulative children are difficult. But yes, the brighter they are, the more masterful they are at manipulating you, your partner, teachers, whomever they can use to achieve what they want. The biggest problem with children of divorce is that they can use this leverage to not only get what they want, but they can also easily play one against the other When a child is living with both bio parents, they more or less have to follow the house rules because they don't have a choice. But the child with two homes can say, well, I don't like these rules, so I'm leaving and going to the other parent. Now, if you and your ex are fully backing each other and on the same page, you can control this a little better, but let's be honest, in most divorces, that's just not the case. Before you know it, Your difficult child is ruining your relationship with your partner, and then the other children get affected by all this as well. The difficult child takes your time and energy away from your other children, if you have other children. So first, what can you do to help this child? Well, you need to try to get to the bottom of the situation. When you first notice the signs of a difficult child, you want to evaluate whether there is a biological reason for it. There are certain medical conditions that can be causing the problem. Conditions such as ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, and other similar things can certainly cause behavioral issues. Unfortunately, there aren't easy blood tests to determine these issues. They would need to be evaluated by a psychiatrist or psychologist. If you can do that, great, but The manipulative child knows how to work these people. I know that's kind of scary to think about, but they really do. If you are able to determine a medical cause, then that's great because you identify the problem and now you can work to solve it, whether with medication, which I'm not a fan, but I do get that it's necessary sometimes, or other treatment options like therapy or even dietary changes. By the way, speaking of diet, many people don't realize just how much nutrition affects a child's mood and overall wellness. I don't want to get off topic here, but before trying medications, try a different diet first. Sometimes there are gluten or wheat sensitivities, or sometimes it can be the processed food. In this day and age, it's really hard to nix all of the processed foods as we all lead a really busy lifestyle. But it's something to look at. I know that with my kids, their attitudes are up and down when they eat fast food or boxed food. So okay, let's get back on track here. If you aren't able to find a medical or physical cause for the behavior, what do you do then? That's just not a simple answer. I'm sorry. We can't always figure out the why. Sometimes, Kids are just who they are, and sometimes it's not fixable. I don't mean forever, just sometimes we can't do much to help them with their behavior right now. They may need to grow out of it. You need to not blame yourself, and I know you have because all parents do that, don't we? Blaming yourself is not useful, and it's really untrue in most cases unless you're an awful parent. And a parent who cares enough to ask themselves if they're a good parent usually are. The awful ones don't have a clue and certainly wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Okay, so you are a good parent. It's not your fault. Let that sink in for a moment. First choice for help is still some form of therapy, even if there's no medical cause. There are tons of emotional causes that a good therapist can sort out for you. Not all difficult children are up for therapy, though. You may have a child who is resistant to it. Depending on how severe the behavior is, you may need to do forced therapy, but only as a last resort. A forced child is not going to get as much out of this as a child who is willing. If therapy is not an option, you will need to try other methods in the home. It's imperative that all of the adults in the child's life are on the same page. You all need to set some standard rules that will apply in both homes. Consequences should be stated and carried out and you will need to stay consistent with it. The difficult child will try everything they can to break you or find the weakest link. For younger children who are difficult, it's far better to ignore certain bad behaviors and encourage good behavior. I know there are certain things that can't be ignored, but I'm talking about annoying little habits or tantrums. Most difficult children are going out of their way to get attention, good or bad. Ignore what you can so they see that it isn't productive for them. When you catch them doing something good, notice it and praise them for it. If you have to post the rules up on the fridge, do it. You can also post what the consequences are for the broken rules. Now, don't put anything on there or threaten with anything you can't follow through on. Once it's all written down and the child reads it, they will begin to understand that they are in control over their own consequences. A good idea with these consequences also is to put a date on them. If you say to a child, you're grounded, or I'm taking away your cell phone without giving a date, you won't have as much success. They need a timeline to help them focus. So... Saying your cell phone is taken for two weeks, gives them a better idea, plus encourages them to do better, and they have something to look forward to. Now, all of this is is really just to guide them, but mostly to help you cope. Sometimes, no matter how much you guide, nothing changes. This is the difficult child. In most cases, these methods don't quite get rid of the problem. If you can find the magic button that works for your child, hold on to it. But most difficult children don't have that magic button. The difficult child in a blended home may try to break apart your relationship, may tell lies back and forth from home to home, or may try to hurt their step-siblings. Your job as a parent of a child like this is to not allow those things to happen, to not allow the damaging behaviors is hard but at least not allow damaging results so now i want to talk about how to help you the parents you're probably exhausted from dealing with this child maybe you feel defeated that's okay it's so important for you to stay sane find a support system and that can mean family friends, a support group, an online community, or a therapist. And for goodness sake, don't forget about your partner. That should be your number one source of support. You are doing this together and you need to lean on each other. Now, sometimes the difficult child puts such a strain on your relationship, which will make it hard to lean on each other. It is your responsibility as a couple to not allow this child to come between you. And it's actually quite easy for that to happen. The biological parent feels guilty that the child is acting up. And the step-parent may feel resentful toward the child for causing so many problems. And this is where it gets tough. Why not talk this out with your partner? Each of you explain how you feel, putting all hurt aside. Be honest. Allow each other the space to talk about it. Remember what I taught you in the communication episode, though. Use your words carefully and don't say anything mean. That's not going to help. Then make a vow to each other that no matter what, you are going to see this through. This child will grow up. It may seem like forever away right now, but eventually they all do. It's not worth losing your relationship over. I know in some cases, the step-parent is completely unsupportive and that is really tough. If you have an unsupportive partner then the chances of failure of your relationship will increase. Listen, if you are a step-parent of a difficult child, please support your partner. It is not their fault, and they're doing the best they can. Evaluate your own feelings. If, if this child were your biological child instead, would you feel differently? How would you want your partner to act in that case? Now, keep in mind The length of your relationship makes a difference here also. If you have been in the child's life for a long time, your tolerance level will likely be greater than if you have met the child more recently. Wherever you both stand on this, please be sure to take each other's feelings into consideration. Couples therapy and family therapy here is beneficial. Now, as far as the other children in the home... Well, they are often affected as well by the difficult child, directly or indirectly. If a sibling is being abused by the child, it's something you need to take care of right away. Keep them separated if you have to. But oftentimes, the sibling is most affected by just feeling neglected. So much time and energy is being used on the difficult child that there's none left for anyone else. If you can find small windows of time, even if it's just 20 minutes, to spend with the other child or children and let that time be with you at your full attention, doesn't have to be all the time. Other times, let the children know that you are proud of their choices and behavior. What you don't want is for the child who is not receiving enough attention to copy the other child's bad behavior thinking it will get them the attention they seek. They are watching everything go down and you want to reassure them that you are happy with the path that they are taking, not their siblings' path. And don't feel guilty if you've been dealing with a tough situation all week and the other children didn't have your attention. They'll be okay and the situation will pass. Definitely be careful to not take your aggravation out on your other children. Most importantly, You have to keep your physical and mental health in check. A difficult child can make you feel depressed, anxious, or angry, and you can end up suffering other health related problems such as high blood pressure, migraines, ulcers, and probably many other ailments. If you allow a difficult child to destroy you, what about the rest of the family who depend on you? You have got to try to calm yourself. What works for you? Some people like to meditate, others like to read or exercise. All of those work for me. You have to find something that you can do for yourself. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. And hug your partner. A 30-second hug releases oxytocin into your body, which is a feel-good chemical. It'll make you both feel more connected. And that's what you both need to make it through this challenging period of parenting. So that is what I have for you today. I hope this information was helpful to you if you are dealing with this issue in your life right now. If you aren't, maybe you can share it with someone who is. Go ahead and comment on the show notes if you have a tip to share or on the private Facebook page at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. And don't forget to let me know if you are interested in the blended card decal. Next week's topic, taking a time out. I so appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I wish you the best week ever. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.